Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Marley Weirda here from the WCIA 3 studios in Champaign. Brett Barron's joining from the road, heading from Iowa City to Kansas City as he gets ready to cover some Illinois basketball. But first, a quick pit stop to cover uh, an Illinois football game today as Illinois comes sh- falls a little bit short, 33-23 against the number 17 Hawkeyes. Brett, I didn't get a, a chance to watch most of this game. I was at, you know, a couple high school football games today covering that. Um, but just looking at the score, you would kind of think, oh, okay, you know, Iowa went in and, and took care of business. But really, as I was kind of keeping track on my phone of the score, this was a, a one-score game for most of it. It really was, and... It's uh, <laughs> good to be joining you here from the road. I got a uh, shout-out to my dad driving the car. He joined me on the trip. And he's disappointed, Marley, because he, he had uh, gone with me, as he frequently does, to Penn State and in Minnesota. And Illinois was pulling out both of those wins. And so, you know, it, it was on him, really, to get a win today. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, Dad's driving here in the car. We made a, <laughs> another pit stop in Cedar Rapids just to watch Parkland win the NJCAA Division II national title. Uh, awesome. So a little delayed there, but uh, I know you love your ball, Marley. So, you know, how to, how to get those highlights in yes, there. Yes, I do love it my volleyball. Great. Yeah, it's, it was yeah. good. So. And especially for that program finishing, you know, runner-up the last three years, I think it's great to see – them win the title and win it all especially cliff hastings for as successful of a coach as he is to to get it done i think is awesome no doubt so it's worked out well today that parkland was playing tonight up in cedar rapids about 30 minutes north of iowa city so a long day heading to des moines tonight to uh catch a few hours of sleep before on to kansas city um tomorrow which is like an hour away from now so that's why we're delayed uh, podding here a little bit later on a saturday night but overall Illinois was definitely in this game, Marley. It was uh, just a seven-point game with less than 10 minutes left in in the game. And uh, Iowa kicks a field goal. The defense today for Illinois was really, really good. I mean, I know giving up 33 points isn't going to see for most people to be like, oh, the defense was great. But overall, the 33 points, most of it was on field goals. Iowa kicked six field goals today, and they only scored one offensive touchdown. So you put that into perspective a little bit, and with how many yards Iowa had, total yards for Iowa today was 255. So Illinois' defense gave up 255 yards of offense. Um, they held Iowa in check passing to 83, which wasn't a huge surprise because Iowa's not a big passing team. But Iowa still only puts up 172 rushing yards. The problem was Illinois' offense. And it was just so poor at times, especially in the second half. Really struggled to do much of anything. And the second half numbers there uh, really speak for themselves offensively. If you take out the last couple of uh, drives for Illinois, and especially the last drive when you know they go down the field and all of a sudden uh, find some passing offense there and and make the score respectable there. But, you know, you got to give so much credit to this defense today for what they were able to do and and really um, give Illinois a chance to win. The number of three and outs that Illinois had today was um, 
just mind-boggling, especially there in that second half for, for what it was. So, you know, you put this one into perspective, and yes, it's a 10-point game, and, and yes, Illinois <laughs> gave up 33 points. But, you know, for me, it was um, just a failure on, on multiple levels offensively. And, and when you're not able to run the ball, it really, really hurts you in the Big Ten, and that showed today. Uh, Illinois only puts up 64 rushing yards, 2.6 yards per carry, and and that's just not going to get it done uh, when when your best backs in Chase Brown is only getting 42 yards today. Uh, Josh McRae was 16 yards, and and that's just not a recipe for success for Illinois. Yeah, and I'm looking at those numbers, Brett. This is the first time the the passing game has really gotten going. I mean, for maybe not as productive as they would have wanted it to be, but was it because Iowa's defense was was putting a stop to the run? Did you notice that, or did they kind of just abandon the run game completely like they sort of did against uh, Wisconsin? No, they they were still trying to establish the run game in the second half, and you know I guess credit to Tony Peterson for, for sticking to his guns there and, and trying to get what you know he wanted to and, and getting some rush yards and, and making it happen and forcing it down the Iowa defense. But the, the Iowa defense is just that good. And for they, I mean, the Hawkeyes game plan and credit to them was let's let Brandon Peters try and beat us. And I think that's a solid game plan. It showed to work the last uh, really a couple of seasons that if, if you are forcing Illinois and stacking the box to pass, then I'm going to take my odds on that. If, if I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, that's what I'm going to try and do here and see if Brandon Peters can go beat us. And he, and he showed today that he wasn't capable of that. And the frustrating part for Alana Nation here in all of this, Marley, is that you're up 10 nothing, And the air was completely taken out of Illinois' sails after that 100-yard Charlie Jones kickoff return. Yep. I mean, they're up 10-0 they're up there, and you're thinking, my gosh, this is Minnesota 2.0. And it really should have been 14 nothing after that because Iowa botched a snap and uh, really – gave Illinois great field position and yet they're only able to get a 46 yard James McCourt field goal to go up 10 nothing it, it could have easily been 14 nothing there after that botched exchange on the punt off the snap punter dropped it <laughs> excuse me ball goes behind and, and Illinois gets fantastic field position and, and not able to do anything else with it and so you know but you're still up 10 nothing and you had the Kinnick Stadium crowd there on their heels a little bit. I mean, they were doing some soul searching. And then instantly after you, the James McCord field goal, here comes the kickoff. Charlie Jones takes it 100 yards and boom, it was gone after that. You know, and it just turned that quickly, especially when they put together that next drive. Illinois not able to do anything else in the first quarter. And in the start of the second quarter there, that was the, the two-yard run where uh, Iowa puts together a seven-play 50-yard drive in just two minutes, 22 seconds, takes a 14-10 lead. And I will give Illinois some credit there at the end of the first half where they're able to, to string a James McCourt field goal in there. So they're only down four at half, but then they just started trading field goals and, and the offense just sputtered completely until that final drive in the second half there. They were able to finally get some passing yards. And the Iowa defense was – was really laid back at that point, Marley. I mean, they were just, you know, it, the game was over essentially. So um, you, you take away that last drive and, and the numbers are not good in the second half for Illinois offensively. Yeah. I'm also curious, Brett, what was the mood of maybe Brett Bielema not being there, not being on the sidelines and 
not being able to to coach his team I imagine you know that certainly threw a wrench in things today you know the staff had talked about um, you know Brett Bielema preparing them well for this game but did you find maybe they played a little bit um, scared or, or more conservatively knowing that you know their their head coach um, wasn't there and, and making you know some of those key decisions yeah I think it made a little bit of a difference but once the game started I'm not sure it was really as big of a deal I mean the mm-hmm. players are going to play right the coaches are going to coach the coordinators were essentially the ones coaching the game today I mean George McDonald was there as a figurehead but he's still putting calling in place for his wide receivers and and everything else he was doing so from my perspective, the game was in Tony Peterson and Ryan Walters' hands, and maybe more Ryan Walters because he's the one on the field there. Now, Ryan Marinelli was the one with the headset, wearing Bielema's headset. He's the one that was talking to the referees. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that there is as much there as maybe um, is perceived, although I will say the players after the game said they certainly missed that, and they, I think they do get a vibe and a – energy and some juice from Brett Bielema being there on the sideline and then, and that's your head coach you know that's your guy you're playing for and so uh, everything revolves around him and you know is that the reason they lost the game no certainly not so uh, is it going to be good to get him back for those guys yeah absolutely and hopefully it's trending that way for Brett to return to the Smith Center and, and get back around the guys as they now head into Northwestern next week and this becomes a pretty sizable game for the Illini for one, just they haven't beat Northwestern since 2014. So it's time to compete with them. It's time to beat them. And it would go a long way in recruiting in the state to say that, you know, you beat Northwestern. And so, you know, Northwestern loses today. They're not a good team. They only have three wins this year. But Illinois only has one more win than them. So it's going to be for bragging rights. And then certainly, yes, they're not going to get the six to guarantee themselves a spot. But I think there's a path there at five if they can get that fifth win next week where they're going to be a a team that is going to be talked about um, with potentially getting in with five if the Big Ten doesn't feel it's allotment of teams. And and that would be a great reward for this team because I do feel like this is a bowl team, Marley. I mean, I I said that from the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to make a bowl, and, and I think they've shown that. But at the same time, they've shown the inconsistencies why they're not. And so it can go both ways in that, you know, you just, you look back at this season and, and what it is and you can't lose at home to Rutgers. Rutgers is not a good team. You're a better team than Rutgers. And yet you can't find a way to win that game at home. You know, you, you really struggle at the end with Maryland and Purdue. And, you know, you just throw a couple of those in there and all of a sudden the outlook's completely different from the season. Sure. But I think the future is looking up because it's the, no debate of okay would Illinois rather go to Iowa and get blown out or would they rather be competitive and lose maybe it wasn't as competitive as fans or the team may have wanted um you know given just kind of that fourth quarter and Illinois letting it slip away but I I think that's a, a positive note to where this program is going is that they are staying competitive in some of these games yes it's not going their way but think about how many times it did go their way and against Penn State against Minnesota they had a chance to do it to, to knock off another ranked team on the road today um, didn't go their way but hey when you get two top 25 road wins I'd say that's um pretty good sign for for this program going forward but they they kind of just skidded by in those you know it was just 
No, they. I feel like that. That's kind of been this season. They've just been getting by. They've been okay, getting a little win here, getting a little win there. And I think as this team grows and as Brett Bielema, you know, continues on his tenure with the program, we'll we'll start to see maybe a little bit more consistency of this program. You know, maybe overcoming some of these growing pains or these inconsistencies um, that we've seen so far this season, but. Um, Brett, any, any final thoughts? Um, I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of Twitter talk about, um, Isaiah Gay. Did he live up to, to the hype today? No doubt about it. Five and a half tackles for loss, 10 total tackles on top of that. Plus a sack. I thought Isaiah Gay played his best game as an Illini and and really the defense overall. That's what I'm going to leave this game with. And, and like I said, I just don't feel like the score really indicates of, of where this game is at and where it was played because uh, the Illinois defense really came to play. And, and I, I just can't give them enough credit for that. And the offense has got to carry its weight and it really hasn't. And that's going to be what we remember from this season as well. And so, you know, moving forward, like you mentioned, it's about setting those foundations and, and uh, you're going to get quite a few of these defensive guys back. Uh, yeah. You're going to lose Isaiah Gay and, you know, you're going to lose uh, a couple of the other seniors like Tony Adams and, and Owen Carney, but, you know, you're, you're going to get a, a big part of this nucleus back, added in a couple transfers, added C.J. Hart uh, coming off that injury, and and all of a sudden, you know, you feel like you have some pieces here defensively to, to build on. And so, you know, I, I think that's going to be the big thing in the offseason for them going forward. And they, they mentioned that a little bit, too, after the game and, and talking with a couple of the players, that it, it, it's starting to turn towards that. You know, and Chase Brown had mentioned it's, it's about – finishing off strong here no matter what happens if they make a bowl or not really heading into the offseason with some momentum and they can build that with Northwestern regardless of if they get an opportunity to play a 13th game or not if, if they can come out and compete against the Wildcats and and really leave this year on a positive note with some good feelings then I think that'll go a long way into this offseason and trying to build towards year two for Brett Bielema. Absolutely and what a way to you know send some of those seniors off and with a win over Northwestern hasn't happened since I was in high school. Don't say it, Marley. <laughs> Don't say it. I said it. I went there. Oh, <laughs> uh, it makes me feel old here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, Brett, safe travels to Kansas City. I'm sure you're going to have a great um, couple days there. Um, Kofi Coburn coming back from his suspension. He'll be able to suit up against Cincinnati, I'm sure. Illini fans are looking forward to watching him make his junior year debut in the Hall of Fame Classic. Brett, are you um, feeling good about about this week? Yeah, I want to see how he comes out, shells with the team, and how they run the pick and roll with Carbello, and how Andre responds to his terrible game at Marquette. He's had a week <laughs> to sit on it. Now he gets Kofi back, back into the rotation of practice. I think it is good that they've had a week to practice together here before they come back in this team as a whole to um, kind of acclimate to what that's going to be with the big man back in the middle. And, and I think they're going to do well. It's just going to be a, another good test against the Cincinnati team um, that, you know, is a high major squad. And then you're going to hopefully get Arkansas. Well, I hope they get Kansas State, to be honest with you, because I'd love For to the see story the storylines. <laughs> oh, the storylines would be great there, right? So. I hope it's Kansas State, but for the resume, I think Illinois Nation should be hoping it's Arkansas, who's uh, you know a, a top program and a, a top five seed last year at the NCAA tournament. So uh, should be a fun couple of days in Kansas City. We'll have more coverage coming up Sunday, recapping everything from Iowa City. 
Sunday No Huddle on location in Kansas City with Robert Rosenthal. We'll talk to Kofi Coburn tomorrow uh, in Kansas City and then uh, get set for the games on Monday and Tuesday. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Going to be a great week starting with Illinois basketball and then all throughout the week as we get ready for the high school football state championship on Friday. We have two teams playing unity in 3a and sacred heart griffin in 4a so we'll have all that content coming for you uh throughout the week illinois basketball illinois football high school football you name it everything else in between and we'll be keeping you updated here on the wcia three in one podcast as well we'll do it again on monday brett safe travels and we'll see you next time all right thanks